Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small... In this week's episode of The Kindness Project, we talk about holidays, hunted, and we have part two of our interview with Jackie King from Adodo. I've only been back a week and I'm still, I'm already looking at holidays. I've got yeah. a holiday in the spring at some point, have I? I know. And you're terrible at it. I'm, but, apparently, um, I'm, I'm looking at free next year. Um, I, I mean, bear in mind that, um, bear in mind that Cassie, my wife, uh, is away. Literally, she had three flights in a week. She flew back, flew to Turkey flew back from Turkey and now she's up in Scotland. So um, I am actually going to start, when she left Charlotte, I've got to tell you this, when I dropped Mama off at the airport um, uh, yesterday, I did say to her, um, all right, see you later, Carmen San Diego. Now that is a reference that only some people will get. Um, Do you know who Carmen San Diego is? I don't. You do? No, I don't. Oh, Russ. Tell him about Carmen San Diego. She travels around the world and you have to find her through talking to people and having all the clues. Then they also made that TV show about her, uh, a bit more modern, that's supposed to teach kids about geography and uh, the rights of the people. Yeah, it it started off uh, as a computer game years ago Mm -hmm. called Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? Do you remember that? No. Um, uh, it, unless it, unless it, unless it, the world is football manager, I don't, or, or civilization. I'll tell you what I have, knowledge. I'll tell you what I've got into after watching it down now. That race around the world. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely love it. So um, that's quite good. That would be. I think we've talked about this before, so we might have to talk about something else today. That would be the. That and Hunted would be the only game shows that I'd, I'd, I'd give a go at. That no, you can't marry the first side UK. I'm married already. That's all right. Become so I'd have to the second side and married at first sight again, wouldn't I? No, just become a Mormon, didn't you? Right. What, you want me to become a polygamist just so I can go married at first sight? Exactly. Inter- interesting concept. If I did that, could I do? Could I go on a show called Married at First Sight, and then Married at First Sight, and then Married at First Sight, and then Married at First Sight? Well, Married at First Sight Mormons. Mormon edition. <laughs> what do you reckon, Charlotte? I mean, it could be funny. It could. It could. Just imagine, like Married at First Sight. They didn't tell the individual in question, he ended up walking down the aisle and there's 27 brides waiting for him. Oh, that'd be, that'd be terrible, wouldn't it? I have enough with one. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, Charlotte, do you? I, don't, I genuinely don't know what to say. Is Kelly in the room, Russ? No, no, no. <laughs> no. Do you, to, do you want to invite her in and tell her, tell her again or should I just email her? Oh, no, no. She knows. She knows. She knows. Um, okay, so married at first sight polygamy edition. Is polygamy the right word? Yeah. Yeah, polygamy, polygamy edition. Yeah. Uh, is, 
I mean, maybe we should copyright trademark that concept and That's sell right. it to James Cook. How would you... No, we uh, work for Simon Cowell. Why don't we give it a go? He's Simon Cowell, a polygamist. No, no, he... Well, why mean, are you accusing him of? He copyrighted the X Factor, didn't he, and made a mint out of it. Exactly. exactly. What TV show concept would you like to claim as your own for podcasters today? What would we call our TV company, though? Because he called it Psycho, didn't he? Yeah. So what would we call that? It's Dame's Code. Now... Sarah's Chris. How about that? Sarah's Chris. I don't know. I don't know. Right, and and this is genuine, right? I I for years have been talking about this concept of, and I still might do it. Um, talking about this concept of playground games for um. But for adults, right? That's been so, banging on about it for years. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Playground games for adults. So ad for adults, right? And run outs and British Bulldog and all that sort of stuff. And you two were like, oh, what are you talking about again? And I said, like, I didn't want to make any money out of that. I'll just do it as a charity thing and just do an event that yeah. Andy Fanot at the hospital is said we could do. Called playground games. I mean, I was going to call it. It's making me quite uncomfortable, you know. What's that? Well, every time you say we'll run an event, (laughs) I get uncomfortable. What? Because there's loads of work coming your way. Well, that's usually what happens. And it it might be on this one. However, let's shelve that for a minute, right? And um, uh, just let me tell you about what happened, right? So. Chris Dames Playground Games. You two went, oh, no, no, never going to work, never going to work. I, last year, I was turned on the telly and there was a show on Channel 4 um, uh, called Adult Tag, Championship Tag. I thought you were going to say it was called Chris Dames Adult Challenge or whatever it was called. I mean, if they'd used my name, that would be an absolute Mickey take, wouldn't it? But Adult Tag is basically set in this arena. It's ads, right? It's, 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 well, I mean, the problem is we've got an international audience, right? So I'm talking about ads. Yeah. Um, ads, tag, it, what else might it be called? I saw a chart the other day. Uh... That someone on the internet was like, it's really wild how many different names there are for it in the UK alone. Yeah. But the game where you chase somebody else and you've got to touch them and then they are they've got to chase you or 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 that's it. So anyway, it, it's a it's a chase game, right? They've turned championship tag, they've turned it into a YouTube phenomenon. It's now licensed. Um, on a lot of American sports channels, oh, and Channel okay. Four have, have have done it. Now their version, slightly different to mine. I do mine in a park. They did theirs in a really small arena, and it's park- yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's based around parkour. Rass, oh. it's, an, it's amazing. So would this be a social event or? 
you put this vision and your events. Yeah. Would it be a social event or would it would it be sort of pay and then participate sort of thing? Um, it'd be a charity event. We'd we'd have a like a picnic. We'd have a um but but basically the idea is that adults get the opportunity to relive their youth through playing games. What games would you have? Don't say kiss chase. Russ is up for it, but nobody else is. Kiss chase. Yeah. No. I'll be honest with you, mate. I didn't play a lot of social games in my youth. Yeah, I've told it. No, did I? Don't <laughs> with me. Right, how about, how about kicking a football up the wall? Like Kirby. Huh? Kirby. Kirby. Um, how about, I was going to say knock down ginger, but I'm definitely not advocating that on the podcast. Well, um, you, you can't allow knocking down gingers. <laughs> I'm not talking about punching ginger people. I'm, I'm, not talk- I'm not talking about actually punching ginger people, Russ. Don't, don't like... So, knock down ginger was the yeah, and again not advocating run away. Exactly, exactly. Not advocating that, by the way, podcast listeners. Please don't do that. As an adult, there's nothing worse than somebody knocking on your door and running away. Not that I answer the door anyway. So do what you want. No, no, no way. Uh, but, but, um, please don't do that. Just some and some Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who knows the skipping ropes? Why not call it boat camp? Three-legged race. How about that? It's getting intense, isn't it? It's tense. It's tense. I've, seen... I've seen a lot of children stack it doing the three-legged race. Oh, but it'd be funner if it was adults. It's got to be an egg and spoon, isn't it? It's got to be an egg and spoon. Egg and spoon. Egg and spoon. Um, talking, uh, of... talking of people stealing your name... You know what I've had a spate of lately? You know what I've had a spate of lately? Facebook recommending Chris Dainty's to me. And none of them are you. Well, I was because I'm not on Facebook. They're, they're from they're the Belgians, Chris Dainty's, that are being recommended to me because the name association. Maybe there's a gap in your life for us for a Facebook for his names. Well, well but I, I not, I'm not being funny. I ignore them, but it did give me a little chuckle when I thought they're banning, but it's popped up three times on my recommended list. I know, I know. Right, on that note, um, I am going to give Charlotte her challenge, a joke challenge. Yeah, you try to give me a joke. It's got to be a joke about British Bulldog. Yeah, you need to do a joke about a kid's playground game. (laughs) And this um, uh, story of kindness is from the Derbyshire Times. Uh, Love this one. Coffee and kindness, the Matlock Cafe that cares. Now, I can't think, Russ, of a better combination than cake, coffee, and kindness. Can you? Well, it's worked well for cancer research, isn't it? The coffee morning side of cake and coffee. 100%. 100%. And you know what? That just, I mean, it, 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 it really alludes to that, like, sort of getting people together 
Yeah, it goes back to that social element. Is it social and community, isn't it? And and we all know that for our for our well being, you know, being part of social communities is is key. Although I've got to say, um, and we were talking holidays earlier on. I've just come back from Turkey. Um, a really nice uh, uh, resort. Now, can I just say that what I'm going to say about this resort is number one, a first world problem, and number two, um, clearly not an issue, right? But there was way too much cake. Now, I'm saying that not because the cake uh, wasn't lovely, it was, it's just it was everywhere. Yeah, and it was tempting. So I am recovering from a bit of a cake high. Sorry? I thought you was looking like you put on a bit of weight. Actually, I went to the gym every day, Rose, so I haven't. Every day? On holiday? Yeah, oh. I always go to the gym every day. Yeah. Oh, well. I go to the gym every day. Um, I don't know whether that's offset the amount of cake that I had, because I had probably... Two or three cakes a day, so you're probably right, Rose. I probably have. Um, I, have do, I, I remember, I remember Turkey pretty well, and I enjoyed the cake over there as well. Oh, okay, we're Although, uh, as, you, as you can see, I didn't go to the gym. Um, while I was over there. Sorry, are you are you accusing me of? Eating a cake the size of my head every single day. Oh, because you have three cakes the size of your head every day. Um, I didn't have a cake the size of my head, but to be fair, if I did the three up, it probably would have been. <laughs> so, so yeah. The problem is they had it in different sizes. The worst ones, not the big cake, the small cakes. Because you go, oh, well, just and have a And you think you haven't had a cake, and you think I'll have some more. Exactly, exactly. The medium-sized cake, do you think, I've had a portion of cake. The small cakes, never enough. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And because it was all inclusive, it's like, okay, well, I don't even need to worry about that. I'm going to have another cake. It was, it, I mean, literally, they had a patisserie on the site that you could, if you wanted to, eat cakes all day, every day. And I only did that once, but it was, it was, um, it was interesting. Right. Enough about my relationship, my poor relationship with cakes. Let's talk about Jess Gregory. Jess Gregory, boss of the garden room in Matlock, defiantly refuses the offer of a time machine. When asked where she would go, when and why, she glances around her calf, full of chatter and glints of cups, and says, I'd stay where I am. I'm loving it. Jess took over the calf in lockdown. The gift shop a little after. I knew what I was letting myself in for. It was fine. I mean, it wasn't fine, but it was fine. She laughs as she tells this, and her delivery is very telling. A brave move for a job she, from a job she wasn't happy in. Having her second child then deciding to take over a cab during, during lockdown was a difficult decision to make. I was humming and ahhing about what I was going to do, and I wasn't sure. And this came up, and I thought, What's the worst that can happen? If you think Jess is an absolute lioness after reading that, get ready, because there's more to the story. And we bought our house, me and my husband, about five years ago, and it's an absolute building site. But all our money that was going to be spent on not living on a building site is now spent on me having a lovely shop. 
This is after rises about the half and half of the chat and the cutlery. The cabbies are full. The shoppers, people that can't buy birthday cards. Clearly, Jess is winning. I don't look at things as an adult. We should look at things. So worst case scenario, we lose that chunk of money and I'll go and get a proper job. But I think most ad- adults do more adulting and write everything down and think things through and worry about things. I can't see the point in it. I either It either works or it doesn't work. If we had to close tomorrow, I would have had a really good time, to be sure. For sure, the cardinal room won't be closing tomorrow. The conversation turns to Jersey's team here. My mum came out of retirement to help me out. Now seems to be here seven days a week, which is amazing. And Mez, Mez is Susanna's niece, who runs used to run the shop. So I sort of inherited her with a cat. We became best friends. Mez is Marin Ladwood, and she describes her role as making coffees for people and slices of cake, but also sitting and having a chat with people. I absolutely love it. It describes Mez as super bubbly and happy and kind. The first two elements are quickly apparent. The kind revealing itself as Mez chaps warmly with about her customers. I look at them as family members. I like looking after them. We had re- we have regular called Rob and he's absolutely amazing. It reminds me of Mr. Fredrickson from Up. Oh, he sounds amazing already. I sit with him and have my lunch nearly every day. We have a lady called Margaret that comes in. She's lovely, and I'm talking taking her out on a Saturday. Mrs. Smiles. I feel so comfortable here. It feels like my second home. When I was what it's like working with Jazz, Mez laughs and looking across the counter where Jez is making a coffee, he says, she's annoying. Just kidding. Jez is absolutely amazing. One of the kindest, smartest people I've ever met. Um, when asked to describe the garden room, Jez says, the cab seems to have taken over as a little hub of its own. They come and they come on their own and they'll know they'll have someone to talk to or not to talk to if they want. They can have these in silence. Most of our regular customers become friends. I love it. And the shop is just an eclectic mix. But again, I love that as well. Um, now, no doubt this place is a happy place. So what's the wisdom of Lionel's Jess? I think everybody is worried what everybody else has got. You've got to have a nice car. You've got to have nice things in your house. Design and label clothes. None of that matters. If you're doing something you enjoy, then you may as well be happy in yourself. A message well for you, just be happy. Whatever you do in the world, as long as you're happy, it doesn't matter to anybody because it's your life. You don't live your life through other people. You've got to do it yourself. So whatever it is, make sure you're enjoying every moment. Be a nice person as well. Don't be grumpy all the time. You don't want to be remembered as a grumpy person. You want to be remembered as a loving and caring person. The garden room in Matlock, coffee, cake, and kindness. I love that story and there's a few yeah. things what, what do you think i mean it sort of seems like a very welcoming and warm environment sort of like it is sort of like just people who who like each other working together and then also they seem to like the customers as well well i mean i think i think there's a couple of things for me um ultimately um i think the the ladies who run that cab are right. You know, all the designer label stuff is 
it's a visual, isn't it? Yeah. And actually what matters, in my opinion, and again, we were all different and we might have all different perspectives on this, is people. And and I'm I'm never going to get to the end of my life and go, um, I wish I had a better car or I wish I had, like, sort of um, a more expensive shirt. What I will care about is the time I've spent with the people I love. Um, and I think that's where they've got that right. Now... I might disagree with the amount of adulting the guys are doing. I think planning is important, but they, I mean, we've talked about it already today, haven't we? I think the element of um, childlike wonder. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be planning on that and things to keep the whole place afloat. So well, they're clearly underestimating their own power. I've, I've got a feeling that actually um, there's, and clearly uh, the ladies who have got a brilliant sense of humour, there's probably they probably do enough adulting to make sure that it's it's done. But also let's not take life so seriously, right? You know, life's meant to be fun. So it's important to make sure you get the balance right between adulting and then as Russ said, knocking down gingers, which you're doing later today, Russ, isn't you? You're back on point, Denny. <laughs> On that note, uh, we've got part two of our interview with Jackie. Uh, Jackie, I mean, we've talked about community a lot today, and I, I love that. But Jackie has done this amazing project that uh, effectively has built um, a community map, a map of people spreading little acts of kindness throughout the UK. Looking at the map is an inspiration, um, and certainly... Um, uh, I'd recommend you do that. So let's get to part two of the interview with Jackie. I had a really interesting, so, so I wrote about this in the book. I think being kind to others is actually being kind to yourself because you you yeah. get to benefit from that that feeling. But you you talk about that. I had a, a I, I, and this was in the early days of the podcast. So I think we're episode 300 now. I think this might have been, writers couldn't let me know, but I think it was like episode 30 or something like that. We interviewed a guy called Jason who had volunteered for Age UK's um, companionship program, and we wanted. I to remember this. Um, and he uh, he was a guy same age as me, so probably late thirties, early forties at the time. And he said, "Chris, I thought I was being benevolent, uh, but actually." Um, they put me in touch with a lady in Liverpool, funny enough, we were talking about Liverpool earlier on, lady in Liverpool, um, who um, had seen the Beatles live at the Cavern Club. So she was like, the first time they spoke, they were talking about music and the fact that he loved the Beatles and she loved the Beatles and it was no all connection. And, and he said, um, I, for the first couple of weeks, I thought um, I was being benevolent. And then probably about week three or four, I realised that all I had was a new friend. And that element of, of like, just sort of the mutual benefit then was really, really interesting. I, I absolutely loved that. Loved 58 that. and 59, that was, was. 58 and 59. Okay. It's so, so long, I can't even get close now, Russ, can I? It's... Uh, <laughs> Um, it's good. Now, one of the, one of the things that I know that you do as an organisation, Jackie, is run events, webinars, training, and awareness days. Tell me a bit about that. So, 
Yeah, we, we put workshops on, um, free workshops to help organisations to learn how they can put their profile on and how they can best use the map, but also how people can use the map to, to search. Yeah. Then I also do um, quite regularly um, for digital leaders. I do um, sort of a talk when they do their events each year, but I do, I do it online about how community mapping can make a difference for people and communities because there was a time when, when mapping was sort of like, Oh, the in thing to do. And then it got a bad reputation because of the fact that that it was done in ways that was really cost heavy, time heavy, et cetera, and all these different bits and pieces. So nothing came from it. Something money would be invested two years later. Nothing would be happening with it. All the information was out of date, et cetera. Yeah. So I sort of run talks now on that to sort of say, actually, it isn't like this anymore. You can change it. You can build it in a different way. Keep it lean. Make it so that it's not work heavy. Create a legacy um, map. You know, the maps are there. You know, yeah, if, yeah. If, so yeah. So we do training because we we like to help people to use it in the best way. And I think we're, we're hoping to do some work this year to. Um, uncover what digital skills people in communities could need and how we can make that better and more accessible for people yeah, yeah. and actually put on training and then create something that could go to maybe local libraries and and places like that where people can learn the training that we've done so that they can teach teach people in their own community as well so we'd Love quite that. like to do that to actually help develop yeah. digital skills for people in communities that, that potentially has an enormous ripple effect doesn't it you know it's that it's that yeah. starting that stuff that then ripples out is the yeah. it, 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 it is an amazing thing um I've got, I've got two questions one that i had written down and planned to ask you but i'm just curious about one before i get on charlotte and russ know that i love to go off on a tangent every now and again and i mean feel free to drag me in if you want chaps but uh, um should, no they've they let me go with it um i'm thinking a lot at the minute personally and through work and through the podcast about um identity and purpose right and i know you mentioned earlier on that um you're an, a mum and now uh a grandmother tell me a bit about what how that changes your the way you see life and a little bit about what gets you up in the morning when it comes to the map. Okay. So I think there were moments when I was, when my kids were little and everything else, I think there were moments when I was a great mum, but I think there were many moments when I was a rubbish mum, didn't know what I was doing, don't react in the right way and everything else. And when you look back on it, when your kids tell you, remind you about it when they're older, you think, oh my goodness, was that really me? Because we're always all learning all of the time. Yeah. And I think the beauty of having children that don't mind telling you when you made the mistakes <laughs> is that you can either choose to accept that and learn from it, or you can choose to bristle and, you know, whatever else. I choose to accept those things and embrace where I, I can where I can change, where I can grow and whatever else. And if ever I think they're a bit out of order, I'll say that as well. Um, so I think being a mum is that journey, or being a parent of any kind or carer or whatever is a journey of learning. But being kind to yourself and knowing you didn't know that thing before. You know it now and you can choose to change it or you can choose to 
my my choices change put it that yeah. way yeah and to grow mindset right evolution yeah. over time yeah very definitely and and to always apologize i'm really pleased my parents taught me to apologize because i meet people every now and again that that don't know the word or or how to do that so I think being a mum is that and so I think having that mindset of always wanting to learn and if I make a mistake it's not a mistake it's an opportunity to learn yeah so take that and now I'm now I'm a, a, a grandma my oldest is 13 and the youngest is seven and that just seems incredible I've got five of them and I adore them and so I try to just be open and honest with them, yeah. if that makes any sense. It's not judgment when if they're a scallywag at any stage, it's not judgment about it. It's a behavior, not them. Yeah, yeah. There, there was yeah. a great book by um, Gray's and Perry's wife, Philippa Perry, who's a child psychologist, uh, called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read. Um, I've listened to it. Amazing. Incredible. Isn't it? Yes. Really, really good. And certainly I learned a lot from that book because I'm the same as you. I'm a really, at times, I'm a really rubbish mum and an even worse dad. Yes. So I'm I'm sort of I'm I'm still I'm still learning as I as I go along. And that, I suppose the second question is like that get up in the morning stuff. So you get up, you're sitting at your desk. What What is it that continues to drive you? Because I'd imagine there's difficult days when you're building oh, a, a there, social, social organisation. There are definitely difficult days, especially when you're trying to think about, because we're still an incredibly tiny team because we don't have sort of external funding. We have a few businesses that sponsor us, which is really nice. So they give us sort of a regular amount as a donation every month that helps us. And then we're working with a couple of bigger organizations, but still, still nothing huge. So we're still a tiny team. But what gets me up is, so every morning I get notifications of the profiles that have maybe changed to turquoise or to blue. So I get to look at them again. And then I see when the organisations update them. So I get to look at their profiles again and, and read about them and, and know again, it's like you have this little memory jogger about this organisation and you have that question of in your head of, gosh, I hope somebody found this organisation recently and that it's helped them because we will, unless somebody gets in touch with us and lets us know the difference it's made to their lives, We'll never know the journey and the yeah. impact that it's had. Yeah. yeah. But we get to know what those organisations do. And I'm there thinking all we're doing is the technology to create the connection. Yeah. Yeah. It is yeah. those organisations that are getting up every day and helping and supporting the people directly. And I have so much respect and admiration. And if I can do a little bit that helps them, that maybe they find through the maps, a local volunteer finds them and helps them or yeah. somebody who wants to support them helps them. That's what gets me up to think that hopefully we're not only helping people find them for help and support, but maybe we're helping people find them who want to help and support them. Yeah, you're empowering people to do good work, can't you? That's that's yeah. the idea of the map. Love that, love that. Charlotte, did you have any questions? Well, I was sitting here writing down questions and we've covered off most of the things I wrote about um, and it's very stream of consciousness. So there is a question in there about, uh, I love your background setup. It's just so funky and fun. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and the it's, it's impeccable. Look at that. 
Oh. It's a black lead crystal, crystal ball. That's oh, very cool. Very cool. And the lamp reminds me of like a noir detective office. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, We've covered I, off most of the things that came to mind, but the lamp does remind me of a noir detective office. So was there a question there or was there just No, like, I just wanted to call back the setup. It's just very, very cool. I've been right, thinking. I'm going to ask one more, and then and then you can get involved, Jess. So do you want to spend two minutes thinking about a question? Yeah, I'll think about it. As opposed to, but this is what confuses me. I, you know, I love you, right? <laughs> but you are training to be a journalist, and I've I've not seen many journalistic interviews recently where the only thing they said was "cool background," right? So, well, you're covering most of the most of the questions that I had. So, right, all right, you've got two minutes to think of a different one. <laughs> so, let me, I'll go on to another question, or should I call background, Jackie? Apparently, that's that's as easy as it gets. Um, but talk to me about the future. What does the future look like for the organisation, and what are you most excited about moving forward? Oh, 101 things. So let's see what comes to mind first. Mm. Okay. When I start, so our we're, we're a community interest company that runs a doddle. And the community interest company is called If Everyone Cares. And yeah. it's called If Everyone Cares because, um, have, I, have we got time for me to tell you the story behind the name? Tell me. Tell okay. Me. So... Literally three months before I started working on this project, so just over 13 years ago, I was at a training event up in London. And it was it was just absolutely amazing. There were about 200 people in the room. And the trainer decided that he wanted to do a visualisation with all of us. And he wanted to have one person as a guinea pig to go through it first and show everybody what they were going to do. And he chose me. And I'd not long had my, my first grandchild, and uh, I had no idea what was coming. Takes me up on the stage in front of this these 200 people. The lights go down. The music is dark and brooding. And the visualisation starts. And he's walking me to my graveside. <laughs> okay. Walking me to my graveside. And, he's, and basically it's, imagine you can see your family and how disappointed they are in you. You always said you were going to do something and you never took action and you never did it. And you and it's like seeing it and you can hear what they're saying about you and everything else. So I'm there in floods of tears on the stage, walks me back to the middle of the stage. The lights just come up and they're just gentle. And he says, I'm going to tell you the other reality that it could be. So the happy music comes on, lights really bright, walks me back over there and says, you took action. Listen to them. Listen to your granddaughters, because I had a granddaughter. Listen to your granddaughter talking about how proud she is and how she now feels she can do anything. And then back through. And I always say I think I'm still hypnotised because that was the day. Later on, they showed us a video and they had the song playing by Is It Nickelback, If, if Everyone Cares? Right. Okay. So when I got to my hotel room that evening, I bought the company name, I bought the domain. So I, I, I checked the company name that it was available, bought the domain name for if everyone cares, because I couldn't get if everyone cared. So if everyone cares, so the company literally started that day and I was, that I was going to do this. Love it. 
and that was then when I got back to work my boss said what he said I had the courage to quit my job and that's the journey and that's where I am it's it's such an interesting thought experiment isn't it and it's not a new one because you know if you take the stoics or people 2000 years ago that concept of memento mori you know remember death and think about the impact you're going to make when you're around um uh is is fundamental and it's it's one it's one i you know talk to clients about think about a lot um what do you think about that concept charlotte we've spoken about it on the podcast before yeah we? i mean not in a while um i think it's a it's really important to sort of remember that it does end i've seen a lot of um i'm a big fantasy fan like media wise and i've seen a lot of things of like and this this person is immortal and they've like one of the things that always uh like i like in fantasy when they have immortal characters is when the character acknowledges that their immortality gives life less meaning yeah because there is they have so much time that it's just not as meaningful um they can do all these things and it just never ends and it goes on and on and on forever it's the finality of it that gives it more meaning of these things that we do now and the things we do each and every day are important because there's going to be a day where we can't do them and so we've got to keep do them each and every day you know no it's interesting that, that was way too deep for a friday morning wasn't it <laughs> it's not even 12 o'clock yet <laughs> No, you know what? That was that was absolutely brilliant. And I think you're right. I think the reality of it is knowing that one day we're not going to be here then means that it motivates us, motivates us to have a positive impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you asked about what's the dream for the future. Well, when I when I started doing all of this. I always wanted to be almost just like the custodian that got it to a certain point because people were going, well, doesn't that exist already? And it was like, well, why hasn't somebody else done it? Well, they, they haven't done it in the same sort of way. Lots of people are doing things, but we started from the people in the communities first, not for governments, not for council, not for, you know, big organisations. We started about the people and the communities first. So my goal has always been that I would want to hand it over, mm. but I would want it to be set up with really firm foundations first, the right integrity, the right values. So my dream would be to find an organisation such as, but not limited to, there are other organisations out there, say, for example, the Prince's Trust, um, and actually work with them over maybe sort of three years build that relationship build that partnership but have it so that maybe young people who either have a disability or or a neurodiverse or something like that who maybe don't want to run their own businesses or can't work from a, an office but only want to work from home but maybe through their mentors come into roles within us and actually build their skills and their thing and hopefully somebody might be trained enough to come in and step into my role yeah. to make a difference. And because we're a community interest company, 
at the time when profit is made in the future, that profit has to be reinvested back into communities. And actually, we have a fixed asset lock, which states that at the point we make, we have surplus funds, they will be placed back into communities for existing trusts and foundations. Yeah. So we've never been about making money for an individual or for, you know, for something. It's always been about having um, what's holistic it's always been about people and communities and, and improving that. But to find an organisation like that to partner with and to slowly transition it over, I'd like to stay involved in some shape or form, but I don't want to do the everyday running. Yeah, yeah. I, that's not me. That's not where my skill set is. Yeah. But that's where that's what I'd like to do. And I'd like that then to be taken to once we've got it really well set up here that it can be replicated in other countries and well, do it for other countries as well. I suppose, I suppose the big thing is that sustainability element, isn't it? Because if it's how many projects have you seen that, as you say, funded for five years and then just yeah. stop? Yeah. Um, and starting with that the idea of making a positive impact as the as the sort of step one as opposed to we've got a time scale and we've got a budget and and if that runs out we just stop it it's probably the right the right way to go charlotte did you have did you have any thoughts on that and um, and what was your question i did i did come up with a question that wasn't was it where um, did you get your lamp i'd absolutely love to know where you got the lamp um, <laughs> I'll tell you, I got it at the local tip. Oh, five pounds. You know what? You love stuff like that. Jackie. I didn't get the charity shop all the time. Oh, you know, you know what, Jackie? Charlotte does this amazing thing for me, right? So every time, last time I, oh, actually, it was the last time you were down, wasn't it? She yeah. says, I bought you a t shirt, right? Like, okay, great. So it's this. I think it was like an old baseball t-shirt or something like that, wasn't it, or something like that. And and effectively, she goes to these shops. I've never been to one. I need to visit. Oh, they set them up in the student union. They do kilo vintage clothes fair. Yeah, so she gets a bag of second-hand clothes. That so good. Some of the stuff she gets is brilliant. <laughs> really, really good. Seriously, it's, it's awesome, isn't it? This, £5 vintage. And it's, and it's jewels. So, I mean, I just think it's awesome because you're doing you're doing good for the environment because mm. you're not buying something that's brand new. You're having something that's some, from somebody else. But also, if you go to the charity shops, you're helping to fund that charity to do the exactly. good work and yeah. all those things. So you're doing all this good for for all these things and you're saving and, money. One of, one of my favourite things to do, um, weirdly, is to get at this sale. They sell a lot of custom t-shirts so t-shirts people have had made for themselves <laughs> and then they just get rid of and they sell these t-shirts and i've got like quite a few of them and i've got one that's an american like clearly a dad's made it for himself because he's got two sons on a like a kid's baseball league or something <laughs> and it's one of my favorite t-shirts i own <laughs> is it a photo of the kids no no it's got the names and their their uh, their player numbers on the back oh <laughs> uh, you know what i i do you remember, do you remember sorry jack we've gone off on a bit of a tangent <laughs> but you've listened to the podcast so you know we do this quite a lot do you, do you know one of my I, I i got into i think it was during lockdown actually i got into designing my own t-shirts right yeah i remember that and and i bought a couple um 
funny enough, my younger daughter, Jackie, is an amazing artist, isn't she, Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna we're gonna we're setting her up an, an Etsy at the minute so she can design and sell her, sell her own t-shirts. But the ones that I did, because I'm a bit of a geek and a bit of a, a tech person, had the old Commodore 64 logo on, because um, that was my first computer. And then another one I had, there was a game years ago. And I'm, I seem to be the only person who, who remembers it. A game called Paradroid, the Commodore 64. And I've got the logo for that on there. So, yeah, custom made t shirts. Custom, custom made t shirts are very fun. I almost made one that just had a reference to an inside joke from my friend group. And I haven't done it yet. I'm going to get it closer to a time when I'm going to come back and see everyone so I can just wear it when Love I see it. everyone. <laughs> As much as I love hearing about Commodores, you've got uh, 12 o'clock. Oh, Russ is keeping <laughs> us accountable all about the businesses, Russ. Thank you, Russ. Appreciate that, mate. Russ, um, isn't our 12 o'clock just me, you and Dad? No, uh, he has a 12 o'clock and then we're in at half past. Okay, fair enough. I bet, I bet, I better make sure that Jackie, Jackie gets as much prominence. So we're not going to talk about custom-made t-shirts anymore <laughs> what was your actual question charlotte yeah um so you talked about sort of passing it over um and we've been talking about uh death a bit which might be, seem morbid i assume no one's gonna just drop in at this specific point in the episode <laughs> <laughs> it would be a bit awkward I just it, we've been talking about death um no but you know in the context it makes sense but so when you eventually, you know, um, what do you, what do you, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, I love that legacy to be. Oh, I'll tell you what. I just want, I want my grandchildren to feel like they can do anything. That they yeah. are not, you know. I think um, this would be a, a, a session for an, another time. Really, I think education could do with a little bit of a shake up. Mm. Um, but I want my grandchildren to feel like they can do anything. But I also, so I was, um, gosh, four years ago now, I was diagnosed as uh, neurodiverse with ADHD and autism. So I didn't know till I was 55. So I went through all my school years. And I also, at 32, was diagnosed with dyslexia. So I went through all my school years and left school with no qualifications at all. I left at 15. And... Um, felt stupid and felt thick and felt like I was the odd one out and everything and had struggled a bit. And now I've got the right, it's like somebody had, I'd had an Android phone the whole time and had an iPhone instruction booklet. And so it's yeah. not about having, it's not about having a diagnosis and having a label. It's about having the right instruction manual. So I think for, and that's why I said to do with the Prince's trust, if there were people who are neurodiverse or something like that, I think to show people that you you don't have to fit the norm. You can be a little bit different, a little bit quirky. You can step out. You don't have to do things in the normal way and everything else. And if just one person gets it that they can live their life more in the way that works for them, mm. then that's good. Um, and that, yeah, that to me would be really good. And I just hope that people find what's right for them so they can live their best lives. Uh, you know what? We could, we could dig really deep on how often education builds 
excluded for an industrialized world that we, we don't live in anymore and and, and we could go into it for hours we could we could <laughs> but we haven't got time and i want to make sure we use the rest of the time showcasing what jackie does so i want to do a couple of shout outs jackie help me understand who would be somebody really useful to connect with you to support the amazing work you're doing um Wow. I mean, if there was somebody from the Prince's Trust, would adore that. If there was somebody from a business who maybe wanted to sponsor an area map or get involved. Yeah. Or if there was somebody involved in a business that maybe supports local charities and gives grants or, 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 or things like that. Do you know how they could help us really simply? Is just on their grant application form. So one sentence, they could add that part of the application process is that that organisation creates a free profile on a doddle.org. So it costs them nothing, but it helps to build the number of organisations on the map. That yeah. would be absolutely incredible. If they know local charities, you know, ask local charities to create their free profile. And we do the free workshops to show people. We've even got a guides hub to help people. Um, and I mentioned earlier that we've got a sister platform and I'll mention, if I may mention it very quickly, I've done very little with it. Let me be very honest. It's called the community pledge and it's the community pledge.com and businesses can join like a membership and it's less than a pound a day and they can join that and their money will go to running a doddle. So they will help it for every charity. They make it free for every charity to go on, on there. And we intend on growing that as we get more members so that we can actually share the social impact they've had, where, you know, where funding's gone, how many people have looked at the map and things like that. So that actually as a, as a company or an organisation, they can go, we're, we're you know, we're, we're supporters, we're community pledgers, you know. And it helps companies that maybe haven't got, a huge amount of of time or employees who can do volunteering or something like that their membership funds helping that for everybody else if that makes sense yeah um, makes so, perfect sense you know we want to make a doddle and and everything so that it is fully self-sustainable that it doesn't need grants it's not reliant on other people funding it that it is people and businesses within the communities that support it Love we, that. We had an external, I'm watching the time, we had an external consultant look at what was the value of having a profile on a doddle to a local charity or community group. And they said it was between um, £600 a year and £1,600, depending on whether it saved an organisation from having a website built for them, for them or whatever. Because we also promote the organisations through, through, through our social media channels. We've got 3,000 organisations on there. That's 1.6 or £1.8 million worth of value we're providing at the moment to the community sector, all for free. Yeah, yeah, love that. Absolutely love that. And it gives an opportunity for businesses and and people who share our philosophy of do well do good in a way that is is really good where can people find you've talked about the communitypledge.com yeah. help me understand where people can find out more if they're interested in what you do so a doddle.org so it's literally the word a doddle all connected dot org um and that name came from noel edmonds by the way he suggested it so i trademarked it <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, um, so adoddle.org, they can find me on um Did you give Noah Edmonds a deal on that or was there no deal? No deal. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, no deal. It's Friday, I'm in a silly mood. <laughs> no, it was absolutely fabulous. He actually he invited me to his home and we had some lovely conversations and he made the suggestion and I thought that's good. So went and trademarked it and and did it. Yeah. So um yeah, so thank you, Noel. We appreciate that. Um but yeah, so I'm on I'm on LinkedIn under Jackie King. Now my Jackie is spelt really differently. It's just spelt J-A-K-I. And that's my initials actually. So Jacqueline Ann King. So the J and A and then the K and the I from the King. Bad, perfect. So J yeah. Jackie King on, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. And then yeah. A A D Yep. Where the map I you know what? Can I just say I'd encourage our listeners to go and have a play. Just literally go and play with a map. Yeah. Hit your local area, see what's going on. And if they if they if people are involved in um charities in a local area and realize they're not on the map, what do they do to set up a profile? Oh, literally, there's a little add to the map button up at the top, and it takes them through a really simple form. Um, they fill in the first part. It doesn't go live for 48 hours. They fill in the first part, then they come back and they add the second part, which is telling the story. There are five key things people want to know about any organisation. Who they help, how they help, the difference they make, the help they need and how to get in contact with them. Perfect. Those are five things people want to know. Amazing. Love that. Um, and um, thank you for coming on and sharing your story on the Climate Project. We've loved it. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I've loved it too. And it's a pleasure. And Charlotte and Russell. Russell, I'm sorry I haven't actually seen you. Charlotte, a pleasure to see you. Pleasure to meet you. So that was part two of the interview. Um, uh, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and now we're going to move on to... Yeah. Joke. Here's the end. Here's the end of another podcast. The end of the end. Uh, so a joke. And we're going to do a joke on what the subject... Playgrounds. Playgrounds, Russ. Well, I tried playgrounds. playgrounds, but, you know, it was a bit too specific for my search engine. Okay, playgrounds. Let's hope they're saying one of them close to the knuckle jokes. Near to the knuckle. Near to the knuckle. Yeah, go on. What about playgrounds, Charlotte? Did you hear about the kid who started a business tying shoelaces on the playground? No. No. It was a not-for-profit. It was a not-for-profit, Russ. <laughs> That's quite good. I like that. Not-for-profit. We like that. On that note, have a lovely week, and we'll see you on the podcast soon. Bye. Bye.